Welcome to Oikos. How are y'all doing? Awesome. So we are on the day of Pentecost, and we are going to be doing something a little bit different today. But you are going to go into the story, and so what I want you to do is go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 2, because we are going to look at the story of Pentecost. We just got an abbreviated version of it. It is an incredible story. Who has the Spirit today? If you've been baptized, you've received the Spirit. If you believe in Jesus, you have received the Holy Spirit. Simple as that. And that day, the church was born. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you're here. You're accessible. That you have touched us. That you don't leave us. That you love us. That you look upon us and you see us with great favor. You see is irreplaceable. You see us as great gifts. You see us as your children, as part of your family. And that is something that we, though we may try to deny, you never deny us. And we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. So on the day of Pentecost, this is Acts chapter 2, verse 1. All the believers were meeting together in one place. Again, this is probably one of the homes that they had the the Last Supper in. So they came back to a familiar place. The believers had grown by a small number, not by a large number at this point. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. It kind of makes you wonder if they were expecting anything, or maybe they're kind of like you. I don't want to make any prejudgments, but I bet you came in not expecting anything really different today. Anybody came in expecting something different? Nope, see, you got up, and you're like, they're going to have donuts, hopefully they have coffee. Uh, They ran out of sugar, maybe they'll have more sugar later. Uh, pretty norm stuff. Everything should be situated. They'll probably have chairs. We'll hear some music. We have no idea who's preaching. Right? Pretty norm. Pretty norm. And I wonder if they were kind of like that too. Going up to the upper house or the upper room, sitting together, still a little bit fearful, but not really expecting anything. And then what looked like flames or tongues of fire, this is verse 3, appeared and settled on each of them. Absolutely, it was a different day. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At this time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Emelites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs, 
we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. When I studied this portion of Scripture, the verse that stuck out to me, and I really heard that this is what we're going to be speaking about today, was verse 11, the second part. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. I started to think, what would this experience have been? If you were a devout Jew, but living in Jerusalem, but you had been maybe born in Phrygia or Mesopotamia or some distant land, Cyrene, and you never learned Hebrew because it wasn't available. Perhaps you were a young boy who lived out on a farm. Fergia was known for their husbandry or agricultural spirit, mostly in dedication to raising animals. And maybe you're a young boy that grew up in Fergia and you kind of knew who God was. You, you wanted to learn more about who he was. And you had a chance to sell some animals at Jerusalem, and so you went there. But you didn't know a lot of other languages, and Fergia, or I'm not even sure if it was Fergian. Maybe you only spoke Fergian because you weren't educated. And you were there, and you hear this loud noise, and out of curiosity, you run. The reason why you had to go down there is because your father was sick back in Fergia, and he couldn't take the animals to sell. And you're kind of feeling a little desperate, but a lot of it was all confusion. This is the first time you've ever done anything or had any kind of responsibility before. And then all of a sudden, in all this noise, you hear these words. I have called you back from the ends of the earth, saying, you are my servant, for I have chosen you, and I will not throw you away. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I'll hold you up with my victorious right hand. Now, if you're a young boy from Fergie, not knowing if your father back home had died or was getting better, perhaps these were encouraging words that you needed to hear today. Or maybe you were a woman from Egypt who'd lost her husband, but she had family back in Jerusalem, so she moved back there with hopes that she'd have some kind of way to live. Because if you're a woman and a widow, we know through many biblical stories, you really have no chance. You either become a prostitute or you become destitute. And so she goes to Jerusalem. She finds out that her family is no longer there. She doesn't know the language. She's unsure what's going on. She is a foreigner. She has brought her children, and she's feeling a little desperate. And she hears the loud noise again. She goes running, curious about what's going on. And she hears these words in Egyptian. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. 
And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Maybe that's why they were so perplexed and amazed. Now, did those two stories I told you actually happen? No, those are just, as I looked at the text and tried to jump into different views of possible people that would have been there that day. And what words would have been said that seemed so encouraging and so wonderful about God? Well, when you're broken, those are the words that you want to hear. That you will not be thrown away. That God actually cares about you. That all your worries and your cares can be given to God. There are probably just a few people there, just general people. And they also heard amazing things about God. Maybe they heard these words from John 16. And I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So everyone in the crowd may have heard these different kinds of words. This is God's word, right? When I thought about the amazing things and wonderful things they heard about God, I kind of imagined that they heard a lot of Scripture. I kind of imagined they heard a lot from the prophet Isaiah, requoted and spoken not in a generality, but directly to their heart. And as Thomas was speaking Fergian, the little boy heard a word that he needed to hear from his father. Not his father who is dying, but his father who would not throw him away and would lift him up with his right hand. But just like in our life today, there are many there who heard all of this and just said it was nonsense. They're drunk because you know what? God doesn't operate that way. God doesn't care about Abel's life. He only cares about maybe Jason's life. Or God doesn't care about us specifically. He just kind of cares about us generally. God isn't a God that will come down from heaven. He's a God that separates himself. Don't expect him to talk to you. Don't expect him to whisper in your ear. Don't expect him to know what's in your heart. But anyone who reads Scripture would say, that doesn't sound like the character of God. The God who knit us together in our mother's womb. The God who hears our cry from heaven and bends down to listen. What were the amazing things that they heard? They heard about a God that they didn't have to sacrifice for, for him to love them. That he had always, always and already loved them. They heard about a God who wanted to be in their life. Not superficially, but directly. They heard about a God who knew what they did what they had done, 
but forgot all that and just wanted them to know what his son had done for them. Those are the amazing things they heard. And then you go into the rest of the scripture passage and you see that Peter pushes even further into a prophetic word for the people. He says to those who think everyone's drunk in verse 15, these people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see is was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Just rest in that right there. I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Peter would continue this prophetic message centering on the life, death, and resurrection, and as we heard last week, ascension of Jesus. That because of Jesus becoming flesh, everything changed. Because Jesus gave up his flesh and allowed himself to be crucified, everything changed. And because Jesus was raised from the dead and overcame death and the power of the devil, everything changed. By the end of the day, over 3,000 people were baptized in the name of Jesus. Because the Spirit of the Lord had been poured upon all people. All those who gathered, think of all those devout Jews who had already rejected Jesus, who were probably spitting upon him as he walked the path up to Golgotha, who were crying out, free Barabbas. On the day that he was said, told he would be crucified, all those Jews, maybe not all, but 3,000 of them, turned from what they believed that Jesus was a fraud, and instead, the Spirit of the Lord poured into them, and they believed that he wasn't a fraud, that he was the real deal, that he was the Messiah that had been long foretold, and that he was here today. He died, he rose again, he had ascended, and they now believe that because of him, they have life. And so they said, baptize me. I don't even know what it looks like to baptize me, but baptize me because I want to start a new life. And I just heard a prophetic word of the Lord that came into my ears and changed my heart. So today, we're going to make space for a prophetic word. 
So what does this look like? Because I think we look, read these passages. Any of you ever read these passages and go, that was a one-time event and it doesn't ever happen again? That's gone. Well, I want to remind you that Joel, the prophet, said not only will it happen, but it'll happen with all people will prophesy. I think we get scared. Does anyone get scared with the word prophesy? I mean, just be honest. We got some three here, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now you're kind of raising your hand. Because when you say, prophesy, what does that mean? But it's as simple as what's happening right now. God has made me a prophet. Now, I know that gets scary. <laughs> but a prophet is not one to manipulate. A prophet, a true prophet, is simply a messenger of the Lord. One who repeats the words of the Lord. What the Lord has said, they repeat. And they speak into the life of the person at the right time. Just like those fictional stories, but could probable, probably happen. The young boy from Fergia and the lady from Egypt who just happened to be there the day of Pentecost and their life was changed. We don't choose the message the Lord gives. We just simply ask him to speak through us. So when I give a message, I ask the Lord, Lord, and this is a prayer that I ask everyone who preaches to say, not my words, but yours. May your words affect the heart of the people who come. May you reveal to me the hurts that they bring in so I may speak to their hearts and they may be healed. Now, I'm looking around and I know that some of you have come up to me before when I've preached and said, how did you know? And some of you have said, I, you it was as if you were speaking directly to me. That's not me. That's the Holy Spirit who has poured himself into me and is speaking out through me. Do you believe you can do that? I want you to believe. Because too many people in the church today believe that the Spirit only operates in a confined box that we allow Him to operate in. So we will say, Holy Spirit, you can operate just here, just in this little space. Does He operate here? Yes, He does. And we have a promise that in baptism, through just simple water and a prophetic word, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, a life is changed. Does he operate here with the Lord's Supper? Absolutely he does. But does he also operate through his word? Absolutely he does. So this morning, we want to make space for that. And the way we're going to do that is we have a few people. And if those who are going to say a word, a prophetic word, if you can get to your stations now, it'll help people see what's going to happen. Don't get scared. Have you, anyone scared yet? 
Don't get scared. The way this works is that if you feel led to go to one of these places or one of these stations, perhaps Wynn and Rachel will have a prophetic word for you, a verse that comes up as you come up or an image that comes up. It doesn't mean that they're going to identify what that is or try to interpret necessarily, but maybe it will bring powerful meaning to you later. Maybe the Lord will speak to you six months from now with that image or that word. If they don't have something, they're not going to generate something. So if you come up to me and I really don't have it, it's, it's this blank. I'm not going to go, I think I see a red wagon. <laughs> now, I do tell you that maybe that will be the image. And I will have confliction in my heart because I'll say, I, I don't want to tell Bill I see a red wagon. Because he's going to think I'm an idiot. But I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to just say, well, this is what I saw. I don't have any idea what it means. It may mean nothing. It may mean that I've been thinking about red wagons. I don't know. But this is what it had. And so let's just pray. Let's pray that the Lord would reveal something to you about that. And if it is important, that you receive it. And if it isn't, that you don't. So I want to reaffirm, too, that these stations are not just about receiving a prophetic word. They're also about prayer. So perhaps you came this morning and you were broken and you want to go and just receive some prayer. Well, I've instructed everyone to make sure that they are listening to the Lord as they pray for you. Now, we should always do that. But sometimes in our little boxes of Christianity, we go, I have to say this prayer. Or I need to say these words. But today they're going to listen the Lord asking them to say something in particular? Is the Lord asking them to open up a Bible because he's instructing them that this word is for these people right now, for my children that he intimately knows? We're also at this time going to have some words up on the screen. So if you aren't led to go to one of the stations, please don't feel like you have to. If no one goes, all these people are going to do, they're going to pray over all of you. If you feel like you can't move to go over to a station or you just don't feel compelled to get up and go, but you still would like someone to come and pray with you or give you a prophetic word, just raise your hand. And one of the open stations will make sure that we get to you. We're going to take some time for you to just listen to the Lord today. So as verses appear on the screen, I want you to reflect on those. And perhaps that will be your prophetic word that you can take with you. Let the Spirit be poured into you. Do not resist because you feel like, oh, I've never done this before. Anyone never done this before? So the first time this happened to me, I'll give you just a quick story. I told Jason this would be a short sermon. I think it's close. I was like, these guys are freaks. There's no way 
I'm going to do anything. Like, we're all supposed to raise our hands so that the team could come around and pray over us and perhaps give us a prophetic word. Well, I was, my intention was, I'm just going to act like they've already done it. <laughs> then they'll pass me by, and I won't, have to, I won't have to experience it. But there's something in me that said, Aaron, do you need to be in control right now? Or can you release it and let the Spirit lead? So I'm like, well, okay, fine. I raise my hand. And there's worship going on, and it's beautiful. We're going to have that happening too. Ian's going to be singing some songs. And I just decided I'm just going to be in the moment because I do love Jesus. And then this person came over, and he prayed over me. And he did speak directly into my heart about a specific thing that I didn't know that he'd have any clue on and he shouldn't have any clue on. But he spoke directly to it, and it did change my course for that year. Now, that may not happen for you, but it's my testimony. You may go, well, those that you thought were all freaks, you've now become the freak. But I'll be a freak for you, because I love you. And I hope that today you can receive a word from the Lord that will heal a part of your heart that needs to be healed, that will encourage a part of your heart that needs to be encouraged, that will lift you up and grab you and let you know that the Lord is by you, that he knows you, and that he will not leave you. So let's begin this time. And as you're led, please come, receive a prophetic word. As you return to your, your seat, just go ahead and be watching the verses and pray for those who are receiving it. And then as we close it, I'll be coming back up to just say the Lord's Prayer, and I'll invite you to do that with me.